Let's turn our Bibles tonight to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 1, Matthew chapter number 1. I trust that uh, the music has been a blessing to you. We look forward to the message tonight, Uh, Matthew chapter number 1. It's good to have evangelist Terry Danford and his family in the service with us and uh, here for a little vacation for the next couple of weeks. I believe that's the only reason uh, they've come to visit, and so uh, we'll, we'll look forward to getting to, to know them. Uh, Matthew chapter number one. Isn't God good? Amen. And uh, I, I just, uh, I, I, well, let's just, let me get into the message. Matthew chapter number one, and I'll begin reading in verse number 18. Uh, the Bible says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And knew, not, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful passage of Scripture. Uh, I want to bring your attention to verse number 23 as our text verse tonight. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Of course, the Scripture here uh, makes reference to the prophet who has prophesied this, and that comes from Isaiah chapter number 7, and of course uh, mentions his name shall be called Emmanuel in verse number 14. That's where we get the name of our church, Emmanuel, with an I, is the Old Testament uh, spelling of it. And here we find the uh, promise of the fulfillment of that prophecy. But I want to draw your attention to Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. Tonight I want to preach a very practical message uh, with this thought. What God with us does for us. What God with us does for us. Father, I pray uh, that you'll allow the word of God to speak to our hearts. Uh, Father, we hold in our hands your everlasting words, uh, your powerful words, your perfect words. Uh, Father, I We understand the power of the Word of God, but even the best we understand it, we don't understand all the power of your Word. Father, I pray tonight that we'll allow the Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God, to speak to our hearts. May we be reminded once again of what a great God we have, what a loving God, what what a gracious God, a merciful God. And Father, may we also be reminded of what a wonderful Savior we have, a Savior without blemish, a Savior that's... Uh, powerful enough to uh, conquer death and hell, a a Savior willing to uh, save mankind. Father, I pray that we'll be reminded of that. And Father, we as Christians, as those who have trusted 
uh, Christ as our Savior. And uh, you have a task for us. You have a will for us to fulfill. Uh, you have lives you want us to influence. You want us to bring honor and glory to your name. I pray that the message tonight will uh, help us in doing that. Uh, bless our time remaining, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, we, are, we see here in, in our text, and we're very familiar with it, uh, this uh, uh, Joseph being visited by the angel and uh, giving him this instruction. And let me just as a side note say, uh, can you imagine what uh, Mary must have gone through while carrying the Christ child? Uh, while, the reproach of her name that she must have worn. Joseph, I I believe, was probably the butt of a lot of jokes because he chose not to put her away. Uh, We need to be reminded that uh, we're we're not the first ones uh, for somebody to uh, take a poke at, a jab at. But our Savior, uh, what a Savior that we have. Father, as we think of the the Heavenly Father as as He sends the angel to Joseph and we're reminded that he shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. We were reminded tonight by way of introduction of the reality of the incarnation. The incarnation of God, the God-man. The Old Testament scripture, you'll find many times where Christ makes an appearance. But not like he made an appearance as the God-man. We find the incarnation of Christ. Uh, what, a, what an incredible thought to think that God would put on flesh and that he would come among us so that he might save us. But knowing the reality of incarnation, we find uh, the fulfilled promise, that way of salvation. Friend, I know I preached on it this morning, and we need to be reminded again tonight, don't get over the fact uh, that God loves you enough to save you. Don't get over the fact that God loved you enough to send his son. Boy, that's an overwhelming thought, an overwhelming truth that the fulfillment of the prophet was a a fulfillment of God's promise to make a way of salvation. Well, you want to get a glimpse of the love of God? You want to get a a glimpse of the, the greatness of God's grace? Jesus even died for those who he knew were rejecting. He died for those that would curse his name. He died for those that would blaspheme him. He died for those who would never choose him. But yet he still paid for their sins. What a Savior we have. We have that fulfilled promise, the way of salvation. And by the way, I'm still reminded in 2018 and coming up on 2019 that this this same Jesus that was born of a virgin, this same Jesus that died on the cross and rose again, this same Jesus who I put my faith in as a little child, this same Jesus who saved you will still save sinners in 2018 In 2019, the gospel has not changed. The way to heaven has not changed. And we must continue to appoint others to Christ. I want us to notice as we look at this name, Emmanuel. God with us. Really, nothing else really has to be said. When you just mention Emmanuel, God with us. Even though, though, nothing else has to be said, I'm a Baptist preacher, there's still much I need to say tonight. But I want you to let that think think there, God with us. God with us. Well, pastor, sometimes I feel all alone. God with us. Well, you think, think about that. 
God would send His Son. His Son would take on flesh. I want to very practically look at this tonight, what God with us does for us. Now, we know because Jesus came, we have the means of salvation. I rejoice in that. We know because of the fact that Jesus came. He did not come. We put the focus at Christmas time on that babe born in a manger, but we know that was not his purpose to just be born in a manger. His purpose was to come, live a sinless life, to go to the cross of Calvary, give his life for mankind, and raise victorious, as we saw this morning, holding the keys of death and hell. That was his purpose. We know because he was willing to come, we have salvation. But I want to look at this very practically tonight of what God with us does for us. I'm saved tonight, and I'm sure of it. I'm saved tonight, and I'm still excited about it. I'm saved tonight, and I'm thankful for that. How about you? Are you saved tonight? Are you sure of that? Do you know for certain you're on your way to heaven? Are you excited about it? Hey, let your face know real quick uh, that, that you're saved and you're on your way to heaven. That might help you once in a while to think about that. But now that we're saved, what God with us does for us. I'll be very practical tonight, and I won't be more than an hour or so. Uh, we sh- I just sucked the life right out of the room right there. What God with us does for us, it reminds us that we should be humble. We should be humble. I think sometimes we look at that, oh, that just means God with us. How many of you really believe God's with you? We know that third member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, dwells within us. We know that God is truly with us. Will you think of the King of kings and the Lord of lords and uh, recently I did as I, I always enjoy doing and I'll, I'll set aside some time every once in a while to where I can uninterrupted read the entire book of Revelation uh, from the first chapter to the last chapter and I was reminded of once again in John chapter 1 when uh, we would have read a little further than, uh, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter number 1 if we would have read a little further uh, of what we, we read this morning John falls flat on his face in front of the, the Son of God when he realizes he was in his presence Friend, you and I need to be reminded that God is with us. And in in remembering that, we should be humble. It's the King of kings. The Lord of lords. I'll be completely honest with you. And I'll be completely blunt. I do that once in a while. No Christian should ever be full of themselves. How sad. You read Scripture. And pride is the downfall of man. Pride is the downfall of a preacher. Pride is the downfall of a Christian. Pride is the downfall of any servant of God. It's pride of the heart. Friend, how in the world, unless we forget that God is truly with us, how can we glory in our flesh? We, it should keep that, that thought should keep us humble. It's, sometimes we think, well, there's nobody for me to give an account to. Friend, you're never out of the care of an almighty God. You're never away from the presence of God. That thought should be with us, and we should be striving on a daily basis, and even, even throughout the day to be reminded that my life and my thoughts and my actions, I'm in the presence of the almighty God. I am his child. I have been saved. 
have been redeemed. To think that the King of kings and the Lord of lords would lay down his life for me. How in the world could we glory in our own flesh when we've had nothing to do with our salvation? It should keep us humble. The thought that Jesus was born in a manger. What a lowly, humble entrance into this world. He was willing, as the scripture tells us, to humble himself, to make himself of no reputation. When you think of Mary and Joseph and how Jesus lived in just a common home, the Son of God, the one who sits at the right hand of the Father as we gather together tonight, the one who one day is going to come in all of his glory, the one who is going to take his rightful place on the throne as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He was willing to live in just a common home. What do you think about that? Boy, child of God, don't get so full of yourself that you look at the word of God and say, I just don't think that applies to me. Don't get so full of yourself to say, I don't need the church. I don't need God's people. I don't need the word of God. The fact that God is with us, what I ought to do for us is it ought to keep us humble it ought to keep us humble. The fact that an almighty God would allow us to enter into his presence, the almighty God would allow us through the Lord Jesus Christ to have a relationship with him that should keep every child of God humble. What God with us does for us, not only should it keep us humble, it should make us brave. How many Christians forget God is with them? How many times are we reminded in Scripture from the Old Testament through the New Testament that when the odds were against the child of God, uh, they, they, they were never the underdog as long as God was with them? How many times do we as Christians, do we see the obstacles that we face or do we see the task that is at hand or do we, do we look at situations in our life and, and the fear seems to creep in? Let me remind you, God does not give us the spirit of fear. If you're afraid tonight, that's not because God is sending that your way. If you're afraid tonight, it's your own flesh, it's your own lack of faith, it's the enemy himself coming to you and convinced, trying to convince you that God is not enough. Friend, my God is a big enough God that he can come down, clothe himself in flesh, and never commit a sin, never have a thought that he shouldn't have, never have to say a word he shouldn't say. He is the God above all. My God is so big and so great. Matter of fact, he spoke this world in into existence. All the laws of science, he put them in place. As a matter of fact, if you read the Bible, sometimes he even altered them a little bit so that he could do a miracle. That's how big my God is. And we remind ourselves of that and we shout amen and we should do that. But friend, that same God is going home with you tonight. That same God is going to get up with you in the morning. That same God is going to go to work with you. And whatever you face and whatever obstacle you have, be reminded, Emmanuel has come. God is with us and that should make us brave so if we humble ourselves we realize it's not our flesh it's not our might it's not our power but I have a God much bigger I have a God much greater boy we as 
Christians should be brave. And I'm encouraged because I see glimpses of it, not just here in our own ministry, but popping up in other places. That that old-time faith, that that old-time we're just putting everything on God. And we're not not believing in the systems around us. We're not believing in, 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 you know, we, we live in a great country. I believe it's the greatest country on the face of the earth. But make no mistake, our, our own nation... Our own nation is, 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 is an adversary of the gospel and is an adversary of God. But friend, I'm not depending on my freedom to tell people about Christ. I'm depending on the fact that God is with us. We need some Christians to just say, I don't know what I'm going to face today, or maybe you know what you're facing. And there ought to be a sense, not a sense of our own strength, our own power, but the fact that I have a God who's bigger than all things. You ought to give us some courage once in a while. Now, where, where's, the, where's the courage of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? And what will not, will not bow. Where's the courage of a Daniel to say, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll still pray. As a matter of fact, I'll still open those windows so that you can see that I'm praying. Where is the courage? Where Well, they just don't make them like that. Well, it's not about how, how they're made. It's the same God. It's the same God sits on the throne tonight, and Emmanuel has come, God with us. I'll give us some, some, some bravery, some courage. Do you realize I'm a child of God tonight? You're a child of God? Scripture teaches us that we are a joint heir with Christ. I'm part of God's family. God is my heavenly Father. I am His Son. Christian, let that sink in just a little bit. Our heavenly Father cares for us. Our heavenly Father looks out for us. Our heavenly Father has given us His Word and He has preserved His Word so that in our darkest of times we can go to the Word of God and we can gain the strength we need. We can gain the courage we need. Friend, if you're afraid of what you're facing today, let me just encourage you to get your nose in the Word of God. Spend some time with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I promise you, there have been times, I've said this before, there's been many times I've gone to my knees discouraged, going to my knees disheartened, going to my knees a little bit afraid, but I can promise you after spending some time with God, when I get up, I don't feel the same way because I know that we have a God who is with us. What God with us ought to do for us, it ought to give us some courage, give us some bravery. If God be with us, if God be for us, who really can be against us? Pastor, you don't know what I'm facing. It doesn't matter. It's who's with you. You don't know who's against us. It doesn't matter. Who is with us? Emmanuel, God with us. The third thing tonight, what God with us that I do for us is we should be reminded to be good to one another. Jesus came for you. You didn't deserve it. Jesus came to pay for my sins. I didn't deserve it. You know, we ought to be mindful of being good to one another. Let me say it like this. Just being Christian. I'm afraid that in the day we live in, just being Christian has a little bit different definition. Just being 
a good Christian to one another. We should be good to one another, to that household of faith. We ought to treat God's people better than we treat anybody else. Well, I don't think it pleases God at all that we'll go out of our way to be kind to somebody who's lost and they need the gospel. I don't think God's against that. But what I think that doesn't displease God is we'll be, uh, we'll be patient and we'll be forgiving to somebody who doesn't even know Christ. Uh, but we bump into somebody in their church house and we, we get upset because they didn't speak to us. And then the next week we get upset because they did speak to us and we just can't be pleased with the people around us. We ought to be good to one another. You ought to come to church church excited about the singing. You ought to come to church excited about the preaching. Let me say that again. You ought to come to church excited about the preaching, but you ought to come to church excited about being a blessing to somebody else. I'm going to make somebody's life better by coming in contact with them. I'm going to find somebody new to pray for this week. We ought to be good to one another. After all, God is with us. We ought to be kind to one another. It's not hard. So many times we use excuses of why we don't serve in the house of God. Well, that's just not the way God made me. Well, you know, you can be kind. Pastor, I'd serve. I just don't have that talent. It doesn't take talent to be kind. We ought to be kind to one another. We ought to be encouraging to one another. Don't be that Christian that when people see you coming... It's, Lord, help me. (laughs) Don't be that Christian. Be an encouragement. When's the last time you, Christian, made a point to go out of your way to encourage another child of God? With a note, with a kind word, with an act of kindness... When's the last time? Well, I, I, I just don't, my needs aren't getting met, Pastor. I just, I need somebody to lift my spirits and encourage me. Try being an encouragement once in a while. Try, try, try helping somebody else once in a while. Matter of fact, if you make that your point of your life, something just tells me you'll not need as, encourage, as much encouragement as you think you need. God did not put you here. He did not put me here for everybody else to encourage us. He put us here to be a help and a blessing to other people. Well, I just, I'm just, I just don't, I just, it's not the way I'm made. Pastor, it's not my personality. It doesn't have to be your personality. Realize that God is is with us. You could be on your way to hell tonight. You could be facing that eternal damnation, that eternal suffering for your sins, but one one day Christ came into this world fulfilling the promise of God, Emmanuel, God with us, and I don't know where it was for you. I remember where it was for me when you realized that Jesus paid for your sins and you were a sinner on your way to hell and all you had to do was believe that he was enough and put your faith in him and just like that your eternity was changed just like that you were destined for hell but now you're destined from heaven just like that you were a child of the devil and you became a child of God there ought to be something inside of you that says well that just makes me happy I'm gonna try and make somebody else happy I'll be encouraging to one another edifying one of the most powerful passages of scripture and often the most neglected is the verse of Scripture, iron sharpeneth iron. When another Christian comes in contact with you, you should make them a better Christian. 
It'll be edifying. I'm afraid, though, there's iron that doesn't ever get sharpened. Because when they come in contact with another Christian, that Christian's not interested in edifying. If your friends don't make you want to serve God more, you need to make sure you're around some people who make you want to serve God more. I just don't want to feel the pressure. No, you don't want, you don't want, you don't want to grow as a Christian. Edify. You know, I can't, I, as a Christian, I can't build another Christian if I'm not what I should be in the Lord, if, if I'm not excited about serving God, if I'm not in the Word of God, I'm not right with God. I can't help another Christian. I can't build another Christian. Hey, Sunday school teacher, your goal is not just to come in and everybody enjoy the breakfast, although that's got to be in the Scripture somewhere, but that's, that's not just the goal. The goal is when you stand and teach that Sunday school lesson, I want them to get something, but even outside of the lesson, and what can I do to build a life? What can I do to edify somebody else? As a matter of fact, in the choir, it's even the same thing. You get stuck sitting next to the same person. Matter of fact, some of you, they didn't even want to sit by you during church, so they left when, I, when the prayer was going on. What can I do to help them? What can I do to build somebody else? God with us, it ought to help us to be good to one another. The greatest thing a Christian can do for another Christian is pray for them. We have seen the fruits of prayer this year, haven't we? Let us not pray for one another. Just pray for one another when we hear of a cancer diagnosis. Why don't we just pray for one another? Because we can pray for one another. Because God is with us, this old rotten sinner can access the throne of God because of Emmanuel. And he who is holy, he who is righteousness, bends his ear to hear the words, to hear the longings, of the heart of an old sinner who says, God, I need you. Or God, I come on behalf of my brother or sister in Christ. And oh, God of heaven bends his ear because of Emmanuel, because of the applied blood of Christ. I come in the name of your precious son, that most holy redeemer, and the God who is holiness, he listens intently, and then he'll move, take that all-powerful hand, and he'll move and do with only the almighty God does. Friend, why in the world will we not pray for one another? Why in the world will we not do good for one another? Because Emmanuel, God is with us. Fourthly and finally tonight, because God is with us, it ought to cause us to be faithful. Very quickly, we should be faithful in fellowship, fellowship with Him. We say all the time, and I think sometimes we use it as an excuse for not being as disciplined as we should be. Well, I, I can fellowship with God anytime. Isn't that wonderful that you can? But do you? We should be faithful in our fellowship. 
I, I, I can fellowship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Did you talk to him today? Did you say good morning to him? Did you speak to him throughout the day? I can fellowship with the Almighty God. I can go to the Creator of all things. I can talk to Him any time I want to talk to Him. It's called family privilege. I can speak to my Heavenly Father because of Emmanuel, God with us. Be faithful in your fellowship because He's with us. Boy, what a pray without ceasing. What is exactly what I'm talking about? He's with me. He's with us. He left heaven, put on flesh to come to this old wicked world so that he might pay the ultimate price so that we could have a salvation, so that we can escape the devil's hell, so we can be reconciled to our creator. We can be reconciled to, to God the Father. And, and in fellowship, we need to be faithful to him. Oh, don't, don't get out of the habit of going to church. Well, you're, you're here on a Sunday night, and, and this church is such a, is a unique, special place. Our Sunday night crowd is not much different from our, our Sunday night crowd, and our Sunday night crowd is not much different from our Wednesday night crowd. You're in the house of God, but every time you can be in the house of God, be in the house of God. But friend, every day you ought to open this book, and you ought to be faithful to fellowship with your God. Do you realize that this law, how many times do you see somebody quote Scripture, and it's obvious they don't have a clue what it says. As always, they don't have a clue the context of Scripture. You know why? Because they don't know Him. When you know God, when you have, uh, you have accepted Emmanuel, uh, boy, this book just is, it, this is the, this is the written word. You do understand that, don't you, tonight? And you get in the Word of God, and I just want to fellowship with Him. I just want God to talk to me. I just want God to comfort me. Have you ever felt that way? I just need to talk to so-and-so. I just need to hear their voice and know that everything's going to be okay. Would it be in the life of a Christian that when the boat starts rocking and the wind starts blowing and the waves start crashing, we just say, I got to just hear his voice for a moment. I got to allow him to talk to me. Be faithful in your fellowship. Be faithful in your serving. We've got too many selfish Christians. They'll leave one church to go down to the next church because the church didn't meet, your, meet their needs. You don't have a clue what church is about. We're supposed to serve through the church. I, I love the church. The church is designed by God for everybody to have a place to serve. But we enjoyed the music tonight. That's a way for some to serve. Not everybody can serve that way. Not everybody can serve that way. Let me say it like this. Not everybody should serve that way. But you, I don't, I, it doesn't matter if you've been saved a day or a decade. You can serve God. It doesn't matter what your talents are. It doesn't matter what your age is. You can serve God. But be faithful in your service. Oh, I'm so thankful that Christ came. Jesus is the reason for the season. Now keep Christ in Christmas. But yet when it comes to serving him, we don't do a blessed thing for him. Have we forgotten that God is with us? 
Have you forgotten that name Emmanuel is more than just a word written in a song? God with us. Be faithful in your service. Be faithful in your witness. Christ is coming again. If you, if, you do, if you study the scripture at all and you look at the world events taking place today, we could be gone tomorrow. I, I believe we're in the last days. Uh, I kind of committed myself. I taught a whole year on last days theology. I mean, I, I believe we're in the last days. I believe Christ's coming is imminent. I believe we're in the day when God is going to open a window of opportunity for souls to be saved. Because it is the heart of God. Friend, be faithful in your witness. Oh, my desire, I said at the beginning, my desire is for every Christian to grow in a relationship with God. But if we could get to a place where we don't have to have a soul winning time to be a witness, and we could just determine to be a witness, well, we could make a great difference. Oh, God's with us, and, and God's always here. Well, let's talk about him. Aren't you glad somebody shared him with you? Well, be faithful in your witness, and then let's be faithful to the end. To the end. I, I don't know when Christ is coming. But if he comes in my lifetime, I want to be faithful when he comes. Let me tell you who's not looking for the Lord today. It's the child of God who's forgotten that he's with us. I want to be faithful to the end. If the Lord tarries his coming, that the day will come when I'll draw my last breath on this earth. I want to be faithful to the end. Christian, let the fact that God left heaven to come to sinful man. Emmanuel, the fulfillment of scripture, the fulfillment of prophecy, God with us. If he was willing to come to me, how can I not be willing to be faithful to the end? God, the fact that God is with us ought to do a lot for us. Tonight, we couldn't be saved without the Lord Jesus Christ. We'd have no hope without Jesus. I'm glad that I have him. I'm glad that he's my salvation. Oh, I, that cannot be taken away from me. Uh, nothing can, can undo that. I'm saved. I'm secure. And if you're saved through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, so are you. But God with us, I'll do a lot, more, a, lot, lot, a lot more force in our Christian life. Well, if we're saved, let's, let's be reminded, God is with us.